Well, joining me today on our Around the Horn podcast, uh, special guest David Carlson is joining us here as we're going to talk about uh, kind of uh, backtrack in the last week when we threw out our 529 plans and talk about that on our podcast, extending that into uh, the uh, kind of the, the college situation here, David, uh, with your book, Student Loan Solution, Five Steps to Take Control of Your Student Loans and Financial Life. And I know that this is uh, the people that we visit with, that we meet with on a daily basis when it comes to debt. This is one of the biggest factors they have next to a mortgage is the student loans, uh, getting their degree and getting their education uh, to better their future situations and their careers. So first off, thank you for joining me here today. And uh, tell me a little bit about the book, why you wrote it, and a little bit on the five different steps that you talk about in this student loan solution book as well. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kurt. Definitely excited to share a little bit about this topic. Student loans is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, unfortunately, because my wife and I both went to private school and took out quite a few loans. So a little bit of background on how I came to write this book. So I started the personal finance website, youngadultmoney.com in 2012. So a little over eight years ago, launched that site. Um, have been publishing content ever since then on various personal finance topics. But per, I typically come back to student loans again because personally, my wife and I took out so many in undergrad. And then my wife also has a master's in clinical psychology. Um, so that obviously caused additional loans to, <laughs> to be added on top of our undergrad. But yeah, I think with student loans, it's that one area of personal finance where it gets a little more complicated. It's not as simple as, you know, uh, save more or make more than you spend or something like that, where it's kind of these simple rules that everyone can follow. And one thing that does frustrate me is with student loan debt, where um, there's these one size fits all things that people publish out there. And some of the biggest names in personal finance do this. And I think it's a bit of a disservice to everyone who listens to them. Uh, so for example, with federal student loans, there is student loan forgiveness, but a lot of people don't even know that exists or they don't think it's a real thing or that it doesn't work. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why we have 8 million people in student loan default currently, um, because if they knew how to navigate the program, they would be able to get onto one of those income-driven repayment plans and start working towards that student loan forgiveness. Um, but you have to know that that's actually an option to pursue it. And I, I know that a lot of people that, like you say, I mean, you, you start taking out loan after loan at the, at the moment, you're probably not, maybe not even focused on it or realizing it or don't wanna look at it at the time because you know it's not gonna be a, a fun number to look at. but as you uh, start moving forward into your career and you realize that, you know, this is this is gonna be part of your life for a little while, I think that even gets kind of overwhelming for people where it's like, it feels like it's just gonna be part of your life forever. And I think getting a chance to read through uh, the majority of your book, uh, when, I, when I got that from you is, it, it does, it walks you through some very easy steps. You just have to discipline yourself to do it just like anything else. But I think, 
uh, you do a very nice job of weighing out those steps and and making it simple for people to understand that you know here's what you can do but also probably even some other ideas that people maybe didn't think about or even know that were available to them yeah definitely and i know some people who have you know moved back in with their parents and they you know didn't have any rent or mortgage and they basically lived on almost nothing and worked a second job and they were able to knock out their student loans in two to three years but the more and more i looked at different scenarios some people in those spots um instead of being miserable you know working 80 hours a week for three years if you can even make it through that long on that rough of a schedule you could potentially take advantage of public service loan forgiveness where your federal student loans are essentially wiped out tax-free um, income-driven loan forgiveness i think is going to be another big thing uh, no one's achieved that yet because it's on a 20 to 25 year timeline but even in those situations there's not just one way to do it so you could pay off your loans as quickly as possible but for some people um, like let's say a therapist who's making $45,000 a year um, who went and got their master's and this example is again another one that's close to me as I've gotten to know the, um, the field of therapy you typically have to get a master's so that may add an additional 50k of debt on top of your undergrad well if you're sitting on 100k plus of student loan debt and your income is in the 40 range you're going to benefit a lot more by going down that path of either public service loan forgiveness or income driven loan forgiveness and while you do that you can work towards your other financial goals such as building an emergency fund um, paying off any credit card that you have and really just investing because if you're going for loan forgiveness the more money you have just in straight up stocks that you can access it's going to make you feel more and more comfortable with the fact that you do have that big loan balance sitting out there that will eventually be forgiven but for now it's you know like you said it's on your mind because it's sitting there so i think i think you got to think very strategically about how you approach your student loans and again in some situations maybe somebody has 15,000 in student loans and they're making 50k a year well yes in that situation they can refinance at lower interest rates um, and maybe even pay it off aggressively instead of waiting the full like five, 10 years to pay it off. Uh, but yeah, I think it really depends on each person's individual situation and you can't really put any one person in a box because everyone's gonna have a different strategy of what makes the most sense and really what maximizes money the most. With everything going on right now too, um, I mean, there's been a lot of effect on financial positions for people, whether it's uh, uh, job loss or uh, job restrictions or uh, their business owners, you know, some of the restrictions that they've had with COVID-19 this year. Uh, what kind of, uh, I don't know if anybody's, I'm sure some people have that have the student loans are taking a look at ways to try and leverage of what they can do and what they can't do right now. But what, are there any types of programs out there right now that you have researched and found that people maybe should know about or if they haven't done so already should research themselves too? Yeah, so I think, again, just to level set, this goes back to the fact that you need to be a little bit strategic about how you pay back your loans. For example, let's say 
COVID hit and you work in an industry where it's high touch, it's not coming back, you know, in 2020. Um, there's obviously unemployment benefits, but that ended in July. Um, and at the time of this recording, we're not sure what that's going to look like going forward as far as additional federal benefits. Um, so yeah, you may have found yourself in that situation and it's definitely no time for a lecture, but um, some people may not have that big emergency fund that's going to get them through until when work resumes. So I think that a lot of people are rethinking how much cash they want to have on hand, um, how important paying off debt is relative to having that security blanket in an emergency fund um, or even like stock investments. So yeah, I think people are looking into that. And I think student loans is a perfect example where some people may have over-prioritized it and thrown a lot of money at that. And they may have benefited from uh, maybe paying a little bit less through an income-driven repayment plan instead of you know, sticking with a standard 10-year repayment plan or making extra payments. Because what we saw was student loan payments um, are paused through this fall due to COVID. So there's no interest building on those federal student loans. They're not collecting payments, um, which is a huge benefit, especially if you're working towards public service loan forgiveness, because these months actually count if you were on an eligible plan and working for an eligible employer. So I think, yeah, I mean, a big benefit is that those payments aren't happening. The big question mark is private student loans. So a lot of the private lenders are definitely working with people who have loans through them, either giving them forbearance for two or three months. Um, and that was just initially. So I think a lot of them are gonna be really flexible as far as, hey, I don't, I don't have a job. I don't have an income right now. Can you um, pause my payments through the end of the year? Or maybe they won't do that, but they could do it month by month where you call them up and ask for that uh, extended forbearance. So I think, I think there's relief out there um, and there's definitely options out there and we'll see what sort of relief continues because those student loan payments could be paused through the end of 2020 and into 2021. We just don't know quite yet what sort of relief package the next one's gonna look like. Uh, the thing you mentioned too with the emergency funds, I know I saw one of your posts here recently about uh, mentioning not to lecture people about those emergency funds. And I know obviously it's it's very touchy with uh, finances right now. And it's, it's one thing that we try and educate people on too, is just to have those funds available. And yes, you can say it now that see, you should have had that. But at the same time, it's, uh, I think, I think you're probably seeing it and, and we are too, especially on the inside here as, as advisors for people is that um, they're, it's, it's a learning experience. This, everything that's going on right now is a learning experience. And even just having, try, trying to find some kind of strategy for your student loans has always been, you know, a learning experience. But now it's, I think more people are in tune to it and they're trying to figure out a better way. And I think uh, this is a great time for somebody to pick up your book, Student Loan Solution, to you know, sit down and, and read something like this so they can educate themselves a little bit better on, on how to do so. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think now is a great time to learn. And I always caveat that with the fact that we are in a pandemic. So um, 
really just getting through the pandemic is a win. Um, you know, a lot of people's mental health has been affected and with the job loss, I know that's affected people. It's beyond just the paycheck. It's also, you know, just mentally not knowing, oh, when can I go back to work or what's that going to look like? Or, you know, some restaurants reopened here in Minnesota, but somebody got COVID. So then the restaurant shut down for two weeks or shut down for 24 hours. So I think just a lot of uncertainty for workers right now. Um, and I'm all about, you know, the strategic side of things, trying to get things to work to your advantage. Um, with our loans, we are working towards public service loan forgiveness with my wife's um, loans because she works for a nonprofit as a counselor, a therapist. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of strategy involved and it can be um, difficult to even know how to, to add, you know, how to go about it. So there are some people who do student loan consultations. I don't do that. I have the book and kind of like the do-it-yourself materials. I think that you can figure out yourself, but definitely, definitely if you feel compelled to, you should reach out to a CFP or somebody who may know a little bit more and be able to help you navigate it. Because in some situations like public service loan forgiveness, um, you could be talking about tens of thousands of dollars or even six-figure net worth swings if you navigate it correctly. And again, I think the difficulty right now is that some people think public service loan forgiveness isn't even a real thing and um, they don't know how to navigate it and they're scared to even give it a try. And maybe even some big name in personal finance has said, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust the government to do that. I wouldn't trust that to actually work out, but it's actually written into your loan when you took it out with the federal government. So legally you have a right to pursue that. So yeah, I think the first the first step obviously is to understand your loans and your options and then your broader situation, how to use that to your advantage. Because if you can be investing and saving and potentially get your loans forgiven, that may be something that cuts years of your working life off of um, how long you have to work. So definitely recommend people look into learning as much as possible and if the pandemic makes them more motivated, that's great. So yeah, definitely would recommend that. People to, to get uh, their hands on your book too, how can they go about that? I know you've got it, uh, they can log on to your website, right? To find out more information about your books. Yeah, I mean, you can go to Amazon and search Student Loan Solution, or if you go to youngadultmoney.com, um, there's, you know, uh, banners and whatnot about the book. You'll see it if you look at any of the blog posts. And then you can also just go to the book website, studentloansolutionbook.com, which has more details of what the book has and some of the freebies. So one thing I've worked pretty hard on is creating this student loan spreadsheet that um, has a few different calculators on there. So repayment calculators, it'll show you um, what your payment will be under different repayment plans, such as your standard 10-year repayment plan or some of the income-driven repayment plans. And I think sometimes just, you know, plugging your numbers in there can be pretty eye-opening. For example, with certain income levels and certain debt, your payment could go from, let's say, almost $1,000 a month down to $250 a month. So definitely worthwhile to um, access some of those resources. You don't have to buy the book to get that. If you go on my website, you can find that student loan spreadsheet. 
Awesome. Is, is there any other um, details in regards that we didn't brush on here today about whether it's in the book or even just other ideas, strategies, uh, things that uh, you've got? And I know we're, we're in the same boat when you mention um, and we have to do that with everybody that comes in and anytime we do a, a program like this is a disclaimer that you, you know, everybody's situation is different, but anything else in general that we haven't brought up here today that you wanted to throw out there for people listening and wanting to get educated about their student loans? Yeah, I guess I would say the, probably the biggest mistake you can make, well, maybe not the biggest, but a mistake that is common and doesn't really feel like a mistake is just continuing to make your regular payments on your student loans. So for example, my wife had a private student loan from undergrad and the interest rate was double digits. So I mean, us not refinancing that right away was a mistake. Yes, you're making payments, which is great. I mean, that's never a bad thing, but we could have refinanced it to a much lower interest rate and saved who knows how much money um, on that interest payment. So taking a look at your loans and understanding them is definitely, in general, the best thing you can do. Even if you think you are on the right path, um, maybe paying them down more aggressively through refinancing makes sense for you or maybe you know oh i should have moved to this income driven repayment and i can get public service loan forgiveness and it'll save me fifty thousand dollars um yeah just looking into it i think is a good idea even if you feel like you are on a good path through student loans because you really don't know what options are out there and available to you until you take a look and again, your website that people can check out to get some details and information about yourself and about some of these uh, some of these items that we've discussed here today. Yeah, youngadultmoney.com. Perfect, David. Hey, I appreciate you taking some time to visit with us and uh, go through uh, this, your student loan solution book and just some different uh, details in regards to. Uh, repayment plans and how those can work and I think uh, this is one that obviously affects a lot of people that are still trying to pay down their student loans or maybe just started them up and this is a good start for them to kind of put that into a perspective and educate themselves too so thank you very much for the time David and I look forward to connect with you again down the road I know I, I want to visit with you a little more about your your blog youngadultmoney.com and then also I'm sure a few other topics that we can think of and discuss here on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. David Carlson joining us here today for our Around the Horn podcast. We'll be back again next week. Join us every week on aroundthehornpodcast.com.